Like I think collectively as a community, I know we're fatigued, but I think now it's more important than ever to to play by the rules and like take care of one another um, because it, it's if we don't know how serious this is by now, like it just it seems a bit silly in my eyes. Well, this global pandemic keeps throwing things at us and in Melbourne it has thrown us into a fourth lockdown. I really feel sick in the heart as I say those words. Um, I've had a little cry, I've had a little regroup and now I've got in touch with Hannah Green from Etta Dining in Brunswick to see how she is feeling about the situation. Welcome back to Dirty Linen, Hannah. I'm sorry to be speaking to you under such circumstances, but yet I am still delighted to chat to you. Yeah, it's so nice to talk to you. It's, um, oh, look, I don't think it's it's a surprise and I think... In our times that we have spoken previously, like that state of limbo that we're in of not knowing what to do, um, at least we have something where we can put a plan of action into place and that's just what we need to do now. So that's what we're doing. So I think, you know, I put up a post on Instagram about about the situation and I, I think one of the first posts that I saw in my feed was Etta's take-home options. <laughs> so it felt like you were ready to roll. Tell us how this sort of, how this latest lockdown has sort of, well, it sounds like it didn't sneak up on you. It sounds like you were cogitating and planning um, a few days out. Yeah, so we, I mean... Yesterday, oh, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday, Rasheen and I sat down and basically put together a menu. We were a little bit more organised than we were for Valentine's Day lockdown because that was just a logistical nightmare. So we put our, you know, back of house um, ordering through our reservation system. We got that ready to go and all programmed with everything that we were using. And so what or what we were going to do for the menu for this weekend. And I guess, you know, this is the fourth time we've done it. So we kind of know what works, what doesn't work. Um, and it's a little bit more streamlined in that sense of like what people want and, you know, trying to get rid of things in the restaurant as well that we've got and trying to limit wastage and use what we can use. Um, like, use what we have on hand as well so yeah it was literally just press play today I was still watching I was literally <laughs> watching it on three different um pieces of technology my phone my computer and an iPad and then because I was using all different things to be doing things on the computer I was posting on my phone on social media yeah it was it was um pretty funny to be in my house this morning. Oh, goodness me. So what's your headspace like? How are you feeling about everything? Um, look, I, I'm fine at the moment. I just think we've just got to do it. Like we don't have any support now. Like it's, it's, it's basically protecting ourselves. So like I need to make sure that my staff are still going to get paid this week. And in a way that we've all been through kind of seven months of living on JobKeeper and, you know, restricting things, people have, you know, rent 
deficits and things like that that they're they're still paying for and they're just kind of getting getting a sense of like freedom financial freedom back and I don't really want to go back to that place both for the staff that is what's driving me but also like from a business point of view we're just you know it's still not amazing but it's you know we're just starting to get back on our feet so we just we don't really have an option we've just got to keep going and I think from where I stand with the team like fatigue has definitely set in like it's like oh my god here we go again so it's just trying to for me be as organized as possible to make their lives as easy as possible to do this again because it's hard it's honestly last Valentine's Day was probably the hardest weekend I've ever worked in my entire life. Um, And I'm not being melodramatic about that. It was honestly the toughest services I've ever done. Not a few, I don't even know if you call them services, but um, I just want to make sure that everything I'm doing is trying to make life as easy as possible for these guys because everybody everybody's feeling things differently people are feeling anxious about about financial things people are feeling anxious about it like obvious health crisis that we're in they're feeling anxious because everybody around them's feeling anxious so it's just trying to make sure that we have a a safe workplace to be in in the first place and we do everything that we can to make sure that we're safe and make it as easy as possible because it it's like it it's tiring yeah it's um I think you're so right when you talk about the different things that people are feeling and thinking and worrying about but I feel like in Melbourne you know it's not yes it's another lockdown but it gets layered over all the other lockdowns and all the that you've already experienced and all the sort of personal, financial, emotional resources that you've thrown at getting through the previous ones. And for me, it's this feeling there's something about being sort of plunged into the past. You know this feeling, you don't like this feeling, you want to shake it off. And yet, you know, if you look ahead of you, it's, uh, yeah, it's another version of this thing that we've done before. I think, like, I was definitely, like, you know, you said you cried today. I did that yesterday and I was anxious yesterday. And I, you know, called my dad in New South Wales and he's like, oh, how are you going? And I'm like, I just, I just hate this feeling because I know what's coming. And I, and I think for me, the way my brain works is I need to have a plan I need to put something into place and then once that is in place, I just get on with it and then I'm then I'm fine. It's getting to that point, okay, so when do we do this? What are we ordering? What do I tell the kitchen to do? Like, are we going to be open tomorrow night? Do I, do I make wine orders this week? Are we going to be open? Well, I need wine, but do I need wine? Well, mm, I can probably get away with it if we open this weekend, but then it's not going to be a great wine list for the weekend that I'm trying to save money. Like, just those types of things, which seem really, really, you know, like who cares if you don't have a wine on the wine list, you know, like in the scheme of things, but you're like, well, we're trying to put our best foot forward still in this time, you know? And like, I mean, not, not saying anything in terms of, I mean, it's so great that the guide's coming back 
um, this year, which I'm super pumped about. But we've just kind of, we're going through review season. So there's so many, every service we go into, it's like, cool, this is what we're doing. We're putting our best foot forward, not just because it's review season, but particularly here at Etta, Rasheen's a new chef. She's only been here for six months. We're kind of going through this big um, push at the moment and there's this great momentum behind us, which is phenomenal and everybody's pushing every day to be better and better and better. But how do you provide that for somebody coming in, say, tonight as opposed to someone that came in two weeks ago when this is all kind of hanging over and all of those tiny little things of what makes your offering good are what kind of um, I think they're the things that you want to offer but you can't and so they're the things that I'm struggling with yeah. Oh I really feel for you with all of that it's it's just so that is so tough. I mean it's such a first world problem to like I, I say those words out of my mouth and then I feel like, oh, my God, it's such a first world problem to say that at the same time because there are people who are like somebody is in on a ventilator at the moment, like in a hospital in Melbourne. So it seems small in the scheme of things, but ultimately that's what, you know, being good at what we do and putting forward like a really great offering is kind of what pays our bills at the end of the day. But it kind of, when I just said that out loud, I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> like it's a bit... <laughs> I don't think worrying about your wine list means that you don't care about people who are in hospital, Hannah. I think, you know, all these thoughts, I think that's perhaps one of the defining features of this whole period is that you can have so many different thoughts and feelings all at once and some of them do perhaps seem trivial or some seem more worthy than others but at the same time, I don't know, you can sort of flip it and say, you know, I could not have this conversation with you without making a cup of tea first. I just, I just got to that point and I thought I really need a cup of tea. And I don't know, like the house could have been on fire and I still would have needed my cup of tea. I don't know. I think it's like, you've just got to have the feelings that you're feeling and, and, and look after the things that you can look after. And I think, yeah, what you do at Edda is about all those details and it is about caring about the little things and the big things and why would you let that go um because you can you're able you're also able to put it in perspective yeah yeah it's um I think definitely the last 12 months have made me a little less like I'm definitely somebody who wears my heart on my sleeve I know that but I've started to care about the smaller things less. Um, and I think that's the only way to kind of to, to get through these times. Otherwise, you're just going to eat yourself up. Mm. Yeah, I think that's true too. And I also feel <laughs> I feel like as someone who does review for the Good Food Guide. and is Oh, my God, I feel for them as well. Oh, no, don't worry about us. <laughs> um, but I just uh, – I. I, I get it. I get it from your perspective. It's like you want to present a certain thing, but I think, you know, I can only, and I can really only speak for myself and this might be speaking out of turn, but pe- people are only, we're only doing it because we love restaurants and um, yeah, everyone's looking 
to have a good time. And I, I think that anyone who's writing for the guide now is, was, is, a, is a real restaurant lover and would certainly appreciate and take into consideration any of those, um, yeah, I guess contingencies or circumstances that we know we're all living through. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, I get it. It's just um, I guess you just like you just want to be able to offer all of the things all of the time and I think in these times um, you can't necessarily do that. And so when somebody comes in and, like, I would say nine and a half times out of ten people understand that but there are people who don't as well. So... I mean, and to be honest, probably not the best thing to say, but like I, I just can't deal with those people anymore because I probably would say something that I wouldn't want to say and I send my manager over to, to deal with them because my cup is empty. My cup is empty when it comes to patients for um, a, few, a few trivial things that, you know, are kind of out of our hands really. Yeah, yeah, we are all pretty raw and depleted, I reckon. And I think that's what I felt with this one. It's like, oh, my God, like I don't know if I can be that person in my household with my family that just tries to buoy everyone and, and um, get us all through. And, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't run a business in the way that you do, but I imagine that you've got those pressures of, you know, you're looking after everyone, as you say, looking after the business, somewhere, somewhere in there, hopefully looking after yourself as well. Look, I, like I, unfortunately, my partner's father is really unwell in Brisbane and I have been away. And he, he I think the thing that really strikes home is he has been on a ventilator for, he was on a ventilator in Brisbane for 10 days. Um, and he has physically watching someone struggle has really made an impact on me and it's just kind of hammered home how serious we need to take this. Um, and, I mean, we always have taken it seriously, but watching someone struggle like that has been really, um, yeah, like we cannot get back to where we are and I'm happy to be closing down. Like I, we cannot get back to where we were, sorry, last year where – you know, we had 750 cases a day and it's like just listening to the press conference this morning of, you know, how fast this is evolving and, like, I'm not a scientist. I don't know anything about anything, but the thing I have kind of taken, out, like, taken away from the last 12 months is this thing likes to live in the cold and we're in the cold, we're unvaccinated. Well, we're not, not a huge amount of us are vaccinated. Um and we're facing that again. And I don't want me serving some food and wine and trying to stay open to be one of the contributing factors as to people being in that situation. So, like, I think collectively as a community, I know we're fatigued, but I think now it's more important than ever to to play by the rules and, like, take care of one another um, because it, it's if we don't know how serious this is by now, like it just, it seems a bit silly in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I hear all of that. Um, I think given the announcement today that there are 10,000 contacts and 150 case locations, I think I would have been more scared 
if we hadn't locked down. And I think the as much as this is just it's a massive blow for all kinds of businesses and I feel so much for people doing events. I just, uh, it's so, so devastating. Um, but I think the uncertainty of being open but people freaking out and there being COVID running in the community, I think that would be incredibly difficult uh, an incredibly difficult climate to run a business in anyway, um, where businesses are sort of having to make their own decisions. Uh, I, I think, yeah, I don't think that would have been a good place to be in either. Well, I mean, as a business, we've kind of always erred on the side of ourselves first than anything else. Um, and I have been feeling that even tonight, it's kind of like, you know, we're taking tables out again and blocking a couple of things off because we're back to that like our dining room is back to capacity really um so just doing little things like that to make sure that the people who are out feel like we're taking well not feel like we're taking it seriously but we are taking this seriously because you know we're in Brunswick we've got I I haven't read the 150 um exposure sites but yesterday you know Barclay Square was an exposure site somewhere, a coffee shop up the road was an exposure site. Somewhere on Bell Street was an exposure site. Like they're around us. So we need to be careful. <laughs> like we're literally living with it in the community. So yeah, I think that, um, and I definitely, I have to say with bookings tonight, like I was like, oh, do we open? Do we not? Bookings tonight have definitely not been the same as previous times that we've gone into lockdown prior to that it was like a massive like you know final hurrah kind of thing but this time I think everybody is taking it more seriously that's really interesting yeah I mean have you had cancellations or people just aren't sort of you know jamming the phones to book in at the last minute um we've had a cancellation and they're like look we just don't feel comfortable coming now oh no we've had pre-cancellation sorry of people just saying like we don't feel comfortable um and uh, I'm totally fine with that like I probably wouldn't be going out anyway and one of the only reasons I feel comfortable tonight is knowing what we do within the venue to make sure that we're safe and I mean we can only do so much who knows but also we we are as fastidious as we possibly can be. So, yeah. And how do you think it'll feel in the restaurant tonight? Weird. It already feels a little bit weird, I have to say. Like just, you know, taking those tables out and putting a few more, like, you know, it was starting to come alive again. And so taking them out again, it's almost like, oh, yeah, yeah, it feels a bit empty. Um, But, Again, it is what it is. Like, it's hard and I'm not pretending that I'm just rainbow sunshine and lollipops. Like, it is hard. But also I think just trying to look on the bright side of it as well and we'll get through this weekend and then we'll make a plan of what to do next week and once we have a bit more of an idea of what's going on. You feel depleted. I feel a bit depleted and drained. Do you reckon Melbourne's going to be able to pull together and do this? I should say Victoria. Do you reckon Victoria can pull together and do this? Oh, absolutely. I think we're a very resilient bunch of people. Like, look what we have gone through, I, you know, last year. 
I think for me, like, it's just like, I'm tired and I know, I know what I get like when I'm tired and I'm probably a little bit more snappy and not as patient. And so imagine a whole state feeling that way and, you know, you can lash out and blame people and do this and do that. But like, really, I have always kind of been like, well, and it's actually something my dad has always kind of told me is like someone else always has a worse story than you. And, you know, you need to treat everybody with empathy. And that's the, that's the truth. Like it's hard. It's really hard being a restaurant owner in this time. It's really hard being, being a business owner in this time, but there are also so many other people who are having a hard time like homeschooling and trying to stay afloat with having two jobs, two working parents at home and having kids at home. And I don't, I don't have children, so I don't um, have to do that. But there were so many people who I know struggled with doing that. And I can imagine the thought of going back into that again would be really hard. So yeah, like everybody has bad, everybody has bad things happening. Um, And I think we just need to, to be kind and patient with one another. And some people may say something that you don't like to hear. And I just kind of, you know, I don't engage. It's a very political time. There's a lot of stuff that people say that I don't agree with. And I just like, are you okay? Because really, are you okay? Because essentially people are just projecting, projecting things, aren't they? Yeah, I guess projecting anxiety and, um, yeah, everyone's carrying their own burdens. Um, so I definitely think this is yeah, now more than ever it's a time for ki- kindness first. And, um, yeah, we, no one needs to win every argument. We just need to yeah. <laughs> beat this cluster. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. And, like, look, if it's seven days, like it's seven days, let's, you know, we don't want it to be seven months. That's the thing. And, I mean, there is going to be huge fallout from this and in financial, a financial sense, uh, you know, mental health sense and actual health sense. Obviously that's why we're in this situation, but um, I just, I don't know, I, maybe it's just me, but I just am like, well, let's just get on with it and do it to the best of our ability at the moment and then we'll deal with what happens tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, I reckon that's really wise. So, Hannah, I'm not on your side of town, but if I was, what would I order and get from Etta for my dinner? We're doing a little um, set menu and then you can do a few extra dishes if you are feeling like being a little bit more lush at home or you just want to kind of fill the pantry. Um but actually nothing I think you have had on here mm. either, Danny. Um, our sourdough, because you can't come here and not have our sourdough. That's probably the only thing. Um, I'm reading I'm reading off a sheet now because um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, my brain is not actually retaining enough information at the moment to tell you what's on the menu. Um, but a little mushroom skewer that you can put on the um, fire with seasoned soy and campot, some lamb ribs, pickled chilli and kaffir lime, um, a smoked fish um, and tarragon pie, 
braised white bean saffron grilled leek and a blood plum and frangipan tart. That sounds so delicious. Wow, lucky Brunswickians. Leaning into the winter months, I think. Yeah, I reckon that's that'll get um, Brunswick through, Hannah. Um, and, yeah, wish you and your staff all the best for the next week. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us um, today. Really appreciate it. And, yeah, we'll, we'll hang in there. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, look after yourself as well. Mm. Yeah, I will. I'm going to go big on carbs and maybe gin. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I have found like laying off the booze is probably helpful in these times. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I will I will sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> lockdown, the seven-month lockdown, I leaned into it maybe a little bit too much, so I'm going to go easy on it this time. All right. Well, each to their own. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Hannah. Thank you. Bye. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about. We spend a week thrashing around each issue, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This.